Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. This is the Wesson Walker Show. All right, biggest accomplishment overall for Steve Wilkes. And it doesn't have to be a game, right? It can be the improvement and succeeding with Sam Darnold in those six games. It can be the rushing defense. It can be allowing Deontay Foreman to flourish. It could be a whole bunch of different It's West stuff. Well, good Lord, you took everything we could say, eight mile. <laughs> and Walker. Tell these people something they don't know about them. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. That's exactly what that was. We're back, folks. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming on the text line, 704-570-9610. Going on to the text line to see what some of you folks are saying out there. Jay from Mount Holly says, Walker, health can't be the excuse every year when talking about the Hornets. Yeah, like, can it be an excuse for a year and a half? Because this is the number I want to go to. And by... (laughs) I'm, this isn't going to be a Hornet segment, but when you bring this up, I was actually going to leave this because I've got a lot to say on this. Okay. Because it doesn't mean that Steve Clifford should keep his job. I'm not defending Steve Clifford, Steve Clifford to stay on board. I'm not defending Mitch Kupchak to stay on board. But when we go to Terry Rozier being the playing the fourth most games for the team last year at 63, right? Terry Rozier played 63 games. That was the fourth most amount last season. If you go to James Brago's last year, the last season where they were any kind of successful getting into the play-in, that would have been eighth. Would have been eighth. This year, it's a lot of the same. You know how many games Lamelo's played? 17. And they are right now 8-29. and 29. And the guy that you committed $200 million to has missed more than half of it. So then when you go to a player like PJ, who also was a free agent that comes back, PJ's missing time. Mark Williams, your center of the future, has had a lower back contusion for 14, 15 games. I, they, they are not talented enough to suffer as many injuries as they have. If they were even a full team, if they had great injury luck, honestly, like they did a couple of years ago when they really were healthy and Lamella was playing 70 and James Brago's last year when they actually had good injury luck, mm-hmm. they're still a playing team, right? Like that's the best that they showed. And so now here we are with bad injury luck and a really strong Eastern Conference. The health is bad. The defense is bad now. And you didn't even want to keep Dennis Smith Jr., who was your best defender by far, who would have really helped you. Was it a coincidence that when he started playing more games, you had the best defensive rating? And then you said, nope, good. You're, we're good. We won't pay whatever $4 million a year to keep him $5 million, whatever. Like it, it's a player issue, it's a coach issue, but also it's a it really is a health issue, and we can't just ignore all the injuries that they've suffered. No, no doubt about it. Uh, also, to uh, to close it out, talking about the text line, uh, Ray Ray said, if this is who they are, they need to be gotten rid of, and they will be. The off season's going to bring a lot of change. Yeah, so we'll see what's going on. But now, without further ado, it is time to go to the campus, Coda. 
All right, so something uh, that we were going to get to last week, but hey, it's never too early or too late to talk about college football for next season. One of my favorite things to do when a championship game concludes is to look ahead to see who is going to be slotted to be ranked where the next season. And so uh, I automatically go look at the way too early top 25s and so we're going to talk way too early about ACC football uh, in here during the campus corner today so the ESPN way too early top 25 included four ACC teams led by Florida State checking in at number 16 then you go to the Clemson Tigers at 19 NC State at 20 and Louisville at number 22 and so to start Florida State you look at their expected key additions DJ Uyangalale, Charles Lester, uh, a cornerback they've gotten, Landon Thomas, running back Cameron Davis, among others, and also Shade Tree's son. For the Florida State fans out there, Marvin Jones Jr., a defensive lineman, will be joining the fray. Then you go look at the Clemson Tigers and their expected key additions. They include uh, big-time recruits Sammy Brown, Bryant Wesco, T.J. Moore, a couple of receivers are the last two guys, Sammy Brown is a linebacker, but they're going to lose guys like Will Shipley, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., Nate Wiggins, Tyler Davis, just to name a few. And then NC State, some of those losses, we know they're losing the big-time linebacker Peyton Wilson, uh, Jalen Scott, Shaheen Battle, some of those guys off that strong defense. Brennan Armstrong will be gone as well, but they're bringing in a very strong uh, transfer portal class led by quarterback Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. They got Wesley Grimes, a receiver from Wake Forest, running back Jordan Waters from Duke that I thought was a tremendous pickup. And so uh, what did we make of this list and where they have some of these teams in the conference slotted? Do we feel like that some of these teams are too low, too high? Uh, what do we think about these teams uh, heading into next season as far as where they're ranked here? My biggest takeaway is that there is one team clearly on the ascent compared to the other ACC schools, mm. and that's NC State. Yes. Because if you look at all the key losses and just how we feel about each of these programs, there's only one that I feel great about given what they've experienced in the last couple of years. And the other, I'm like, oh, they might take a step back or they're not getting back up to the promised land that they were a few years ago, like Clemson. So Florida State, it's a lot of talent you're losing. They're coming off of an undefeated year. It's going to be tough to replicate that this season. And I just am a little underwhelmed by DJU being their quarterback, especially moving on from Jordan Travis. Then you move on to Clemson, where they're bringing in Klubnik again as their starting QB. They're losing Shipley. Nate Wiggins was a lockdown corner. Like, a lot of talent they're losing. And have we seen Clemson now? They used to have the benefit of the doubt when it came to reloading. They still have a lot of talented schools, or a lot of talent coming into their school. But, Wes, it's one thing to have a lot of talent coming in. And then college football playoff talent, which was their goal every single season. I, I'm i not going to have them in the college football playoff coming into this year. Even in a 12-team format? Oh, well, well excuse, top four, I should say. You're right. I apologize. But a top four type of school, you can't have them there. But top 12, I mean, they're even ranked 19th, to be honest with you. So that's kind of interesting. But NC State... Look how much talent they have. They do. And then they even bring in Grayson McCall, who I am excited to see what he could do in the ACC. That's my biggest takeaway, Wes. It's the other teams are either underwhelming, underperforming, or at least they're taking a step back, and then we'll see. Like, it's just undecided how they'll do. Man, NC State clearly is the only one that have made a bunch of moves that is pretty universally loved by all ACC fans. Yeah, I love the way Clemson uh, ended the season. I thought was strong wins over Notre Dame going in that bowl game, battling back and beating Kentucky. The only thing I worry about with 
with Clemson is Cade Klubnik. I think that the receiving talent is going to get an upgrade. I think Clemson's offense is going to get back to being pretty good, but I just don't know if Cade Klubnik's that guy to get them over the hump. Then we've seen sometimes he could go rogue uh, like he did at Miami. Florida State, I think there's going to be an interesting situation there. I'm not sure DJ Uyangalale, as much as I like him, not sure if he is a playoff quarterback as well uh, for this offense and, and what they would like to do. And I like NC State, but man, they're just going to have to show me because NC State time and time again has had the type of teams that people thought were going to make some real noise. And then when it comes down to it, they just, they don't. And so uh, I think though, when we when we look ahead and talking about uh you know, favorites for ACC Player of the Year and championship, I think that Clemson is going to go back to being the team to beat. I think Florida State takes a step back. And as far as ACC Player of the Year, though, man, I mean, I love a lot Cam Ward coming to Miami. Uh, and the ACC is not going to be move. It's not gonna be heavy on star power next year. They're going to be going to have to be some guys uh, that emerge uh, from this group. But other than that, I, I like Cam Ward there. And as far as um, a team that I would look at as an ACC champion. Like I said, I, I like the Clemson Tigers. But, Fiddy, what do you think? And I way too early look at ACC football for next year. Well, I think you can see that there's not a lot of trust and faith that Florida State is indeed back because I think if there, there was, they'd be higher in the way too early top 25 for next year. And I think for Clemson, you've learned that after two non-playoff years, that's whenever you quit being given the benefit of the doubt because usually a team that – won, what, four straight games to end the race, to, to end the season, you know, a nine and four year, you think that momentum with as much as going to be back in Death Valley next year, they'd be higher than, as Walker mentioned, 19th in a way too early top 25. I think as we get, you know, in deeper into the offseason and whenever team week comes back next summer, NC State might be the team that we get the most giddy about and look at and say this might be the year they finally crash the party, win an ACC championship, and make a playoff field now in the new format. Real quick, uh, we're up against it, but is Mac Brown the coach that you would feel like has the most pressure uh, out of the ACC coach, especially if we're talking locally or through the whole conference? We saw the NIL post he posted yesterday. He's asking students teachers and anybody else who's got a couple of dollars in their pocket to contribute to the NIL fund so they can compete uh, as they say. So is, is Mac Brown the one that's the most under pressure and has Carolina lost a little bit of juice with Drake May uh, walking out the door? So I think I, I think there are two separate questions. I think yes, for sure, to the second part. Mm -hmm. Have they lost a little bit of juice with Drake May walking out of the door? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Way different than your other soundbite. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But is he under the most pressure? I feel like he might have been under the most pressure last year mm. because he did have Drake May. Because you do have a more talented group. And so that was the second year of having such a special talent. I wonder if, not for job security, like so many times people will equate pressure to if your job is on the line. Yeah. I don't necessarily do that every time. If we're talking this highly about Dave Doran right now, then Doran's got a lot of pressure to produce with this team. You got so much talent coming back. You have new talent coming in. If we have Fiddy saying this might be the year they crash the party and Wes, you're saying I can't buy into him a ton because we have this conversation every now and then. If not now, very similar to what we were doing with Mac Brown. If not now for NC State, then when is that year? 
like this feels like the season. And so it might be all on Dave Dora, not because of job security, but to reach the highest of heights that feels realistic. Yeah, and it feels like every year he, he gets a lot of pressure heaped upon him from that state faithful, from the state faithful to get to double digit wins. Real quick, did you have a player of the year uh, pick early? College football player of the year? Well, no, for ACC. For football, though. Yes. Okay, sorry. I didn't know if you were switching <laughs> up on me real quickly. Oh, no, 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 no. ACC basketball. Yeah, we'll talk basketball another day. Could be Grayson McCall if we're okay. talking NC State. Yeah, he could come in and make a big impact. Fiddy, you got a guy? Oh, Connor Harrell. <laughs> okay, of course. All right, well, when we come yes. back, Roger Sherman joins us, formerly of The Ringer on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Wait, now I have a question. Is it weird if I'm kind of pumped up? I have no clue what the context is on this, but... Peanut butter soda, even peanut butter hamburgers, they sound kind of good to me. Oh, I don't know no? if I can do a peanut butter hamburger. Did you not? I think it's Sonic has introduced a peanut butter hamburger. Uh, I'm, I, yeah, I don't, I'm, think I I don't know if this is a bad take or not. I'm kind of with Sonic. The drinks clearly speak for themselves, but sometimes the food's okay. It's not, I, I it's think, not a bad hot dog. Yeah, I think the, that they have solid food. I just don't know that I want to peanut but as i said i'll try any food once but just in my mind equating the flavors i don't think it would be bad it's just not something that i would seek should out. that be a new punishment that we have where whoever loses whatever has to eat the peanut butter hamburger that's not a punishment that's just a delight for me that's i mean a look, treat. willie p spoke very highly of it okay so oh, i mean he's a snobby food critic i mean remember I, I i expressed interest in wanting to eat the kansas city burger at the royal stadium that had uh reese's in mm, it yeah so i mean a lot of people say that chocolate and meat go well together all right well chocolate meat meat chocolate let's move on let's welcome now roger sherman joining us on the body works plus guest hotline the man behind road Raj, a four month long college football road trip you can find him on twitter by the way at roger I love the one name handles, man. Like you got full control over the name Roger with a D. Awesome stuff. Roger, thank you so much for joining us. I got to say, I was a little worried reaching out too early after the college football season was over. (laughs) I thought you might just be tired as hell. Hold off on doing radio hits for a while. Like pull the Forrest Gump. I think I'll go home now type thing. But uh, I'm glad you're with us. Really appreciate it. How, How tired are you? Uh, pretty tired, you know. Uh, One p.m. Eastern, I think, was a, was an acceptable time to, okay. to talk to someone. Um, yeah, definitely several days of just straight sleeping uh, after driving, you know, thirty five thousand miles in four months were were required. Um, I, do you think that peanut butter is like a, a 
topping on the burger or it's like mixed into the meat. We can oh. we can figure that out later. Well, I, yeah, I would well. say it would be best served to be a topping. I would say. <laughs> I mean, don't you have like this peanut infused bread? Maybe like peanut. I, I, you you can have I, that, but I would think you would just put it on top. Put it on the bun. Well, well Rod, at least then you can wipe it off if something is bad. Sorry, yeah. I heard that and I just had to wonder. Yeah. No, I fit. Well, we're gonna. I, I figured that combo might be pertinent to what <laughs> we might be talking about today because I saw some of the stuff you ate. Like I followed along. This was an awesome road trip. It was so much fun. Again, you can go to his Patreon account. You just follow him at Roger. It's right there in the bio. Just the link, and it'll take you a bunch of different places. Roger, I gotta ask. Take us back to the beginning of this thought process. When did you think about this idea and when did it become so real to the point you thought, well, I might quit my job, my really good job with the <laughs> ringer and go on this four month long college football road trip? Yeah, man. Uh, wow. Uh, going all the way back, uh, you know, I was just, I've just been watching college football forever. Um, you know, and I was writing about it, like you said, for the ringer and, uh, just had this feeling like I've never been to any of never, never actually been to any of the places that I was writing about. And I feel like college football is just like such a, it, it's, it's, it's way more of an experience than it is a TV show, you know? Um, so I decided to go out and, uh, and, and check it out. And, uh, when did it become real? Uh, <laughs> probably <laughs> after several weeks of actually doing it, I was like, Oh my God, we're actually going to go to, go to 50 we're actually going to go to 60 uh ended up hitting 62 games uh i at the beginning i was just aiming for 50 and, and like it it, it 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 you had to act, i had to actually live it to realize that i was going to do it you know? that that's crazy like 62 games no a 50 yeah, it, it feels like well, it, it feels like there are a lot of games that you just can't help but go to. Like, all right, I already came this far. Now I got to go to this one and this one and this one. I know you left some of your schedule up to your audience a little bit, and they dictated where you would go maybe in the early going. How much was at least loosely scripted and planned out compared to how much was ad-libbed? So um, a lot of it was just like trying, trying to hit 60 games whenever there's like a day when there were like one or two games on that day. Like – uh, when they have a game on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, that's pretty much a guarantee. You've got to figure out how to get to that. Um, towards the beginning, we did some, like you said, I was having my audience pick, but like at the end of the season with like all the bowl games, there's pretty much just one or two games a day. So like actually the farther along it got, the easier it was to sort of plan it out. Cause there were just fewer games happening and, uh, for example, there was just one game on the day that the national championship was being played. So, you know, we're going to go. We're going to go to the national championship. And then Roger and Roger Sherman joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him on X simply at Roger. And this how difficult were the logistics, booking rooms and, and taking care of, of all of those types of things. In addition to figuring out how you were going to get to said game, how how difficult was that? Yeah, I mean, definitely the hardest part was the driving. I've been saying to people, like, people ask me, like, did you get tired of it after a long while? And, like, football games, college football games are fun no matter what. I had a blast at all of them all the way through the end. Like, there were maybe only a couple of games that I was bored at. But the logistics of it, the driving, driving, like, probably six to eight hours a day for four months, yeah, no, that, that got tired pretty quick. Interstates, 
I'm going to stay off of him for a while. Uh, <laughs> and, and the logistics, yeah, like, um, you know, trying to see if I knew someone in a, in a college town where I could crash with them, that sort of stuff. You know, a lot of the college towns are pretty small, and the hotels get booked up pretty quick for big games, so you've got to kind of expand your search and try to factor in, oh, am I going to try and tailgate hard at that game? If I'm tailgating hard, I'm not going to want to drive afterwards. Uh, is there someplace Uberable from the stadium that I could stay? That sort of thing. Uh, ended, ended up racking up some pretty serious hotel loyalty points, though. <laughs> well, and, and just to put it in perspective, Roger, like I saw you tweet out, you drove through east-west, like the long part of the trip through Tennessee. You said five times during this college football road trip? Yeah, I did the math on that. That's uh, a brutal drive, too. I, so I, 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 only, I only went, um, uh, not to get too deep into uh, Tennessee geography, <laughs> but, but, but I, I went uh, four times on, on one route east-to-west, and then... Uh, Another time on the on the yeah no I, I drove across the state of Tennessee five times and it it got less interesting each time. <laughs> Roger, I would ask you for someone we know in this day and era that we live in, everybody's going to want to copy something that they've seen. What's the number one tip you would give out there for someone who's going to attempt what you did next season? Oof, wow, um, I would try to say uh, know your know your limits. Find your limits early on, uh, and and don't try to surpass them. Because I think um, some of the things I did are legit. Kind of like the amount of driving I was doing is is like legit. Actually, uh, not healthy or or recommendable. So figure out how much you can drive in a day. Stick to that. Um, and yeah, uh, the main thing is just. Um, you know, go to the games that you're passionate about as opposed to trying to hit, like, a checklist. And I think my main recommendation is, like, you know, no matter where you are, you know, more than trying to go to 60 games, try going to one at a school you haven't been to. There are quite a lot of them in North Carolina and in in the Charlotte region. And, you know, wherever you go, it's, it's a unique experience and the people there want to show you what's great about their place. So even more than try to go to 60, try to go to a place that you've never been before and see the way they do things and the ways that they celebrate their team and their place. And, uh, and, and, and you, you, you go out and do that once or a couple times per year. And, and you'll probably be happier than if you go to 60 of them. <laughs> and so when you talked about that and all of the travels and all the places you went, what was the, the best place as far as just the town or city where you're just like, man, this is so nice. I don't know if I want to leave. Every, everyone, everyone is, is trying to get into, to, to confirm that they were at the top of my list places. I had the most fun. Um, I saw, um, I saw West Virginia play against Pittsburgh and I had a great time with the people there in West Virginia. And then I came back, they played a bowl game in Charlotte and it was all the, the West Virginia people, uh, who I had such a good time with out in in Morgantown. West I, Virginia I hits the city, it. right? Like I have to imagine that's a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. There, that that was a great day. Um, uh, when I uh, the uh, the Cotton Bowl when Texas uh, it's uh, when the, when Texas and Oklahoma play at the Cotton Bowl, that was probably my favorite uh, 
favorite experience of the year. That that's a what, they play there every year, and it's just nothing else like that in America. It, it was it was it was an awesome day. We have Roger Sherman on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, the man behind Road Rodge, a four-month-long college football road trip, Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Roger, you said goodbye to your rental Kia Soul as well. You said you put 31,000 miles on your college football trek this season. It feels like you should be in a commercial for Kia Soul or something. Like, get rid of the hamsters. Bring on Roger Sherman for this thing. (laughs) Have you purchased one for yourself yet, or did you spend it all on traveling for college football? (laughs) It was 31,000 miles in that car. I additionally did, like, another seven or 8,000 in in a previous rental car. Um, And, yeah, we had some wild times together. I I was playing emotional songs at the rental car drop off and, and, and saying <laughs> goodbye. Um, you know, um, definitely, uh, I, I live in New York city, so I don't own a car right now, but the, the Kia served me well. It did not get stolen. People kept saying your, your Kia yes. is likely to get stolen. Uh, but, but it survived, um, every day when I woke up in the morning and it was still there, I did a little, a little fist pump, um, <laughs> and we, we 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 made it to the end, um, and yes, I I am I'm financially recovering, uh, financially and sleep wise. Uh, t- taking taking a break right now. All right, uh, I have to ask you this in the best <laughs> way I know how to. Uh, Roger, tell us about the pop tart. We want to know about the pop tart. Oh, deeply strange experience. Uh, the the <laughs> uh, the the in Orlando they play two game two bowl games. Uh, in, in about four days, sponsored by Giant Foods, Pop-Tarts, and Cheez-Its. The Pop-Tart walked up to me, and, and I asked if I could eat a Pop-Tart in front of him. And that was then I realized the scope of how hard they were playing into the idea that the Pop-Tart wanted to be eaten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there there were a lot of... It, it was... It was just troubling. It was really troubling. I, I think they realized at some point that like they can make the mascot for like a bowl game could just be a lot like more disturbing than the, than like a college sports mascot. You know, like the UNC Tar Heels mascot has to just continue representing North Carolina, but they could go off the wall with the Pop Tarts mascot. So he demanded to be eaten, and then he was, and people were throwing pieces of the pop tart body all over the field and the players like kept getting the pop tart stuck in their cleats. And then I came back, <laughs> I, I tweeted about that and that tweet blew up. And then I came back for the cheese it bowl a few days later. And I, I kind of did the same gag with the cheese it bowl mascot. And this is a secret. You're not allowed to tell anybody, but I'm telling it on air, but muffled under the, under the cheese it costume. They, I heard it's you again. <laughs> the cheese that spoke to me. Oh man, just like in the commercial. <laughs> Rogers out here harassing edible mascots, and the cheese that just had yes, no more I, of I it. I couldn't tell what whether it was a happy, a happy it's you again, or a, or like a terrified it's you again. Roger, what was the experience that you had that that surprised you the most? One where you didn't know you were going to like it as much as you did. Oh yeah, I mean that's. That's what I was saying with places like West Virginia, or I went to Montana, and and it's almost like the 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 more 
you know, removed from the rest of the world, you might think of places, the, the more passionate about that they are about their football team and excited to, to like show you about it. And honestly, in North Carolina, I went to App State on a Wednesday or a Tuesday or Wednesday night and just had an incredible time out there. Oh, they'll be glad like, to hear that. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that, that like, that, like, the the passion they had on a on a Tuesday night, and so many times you go to games on Tuesday nights and it's just dead. But uh, up in Boone, that was the that was the you know <laughs> the event of the week, and and I just had a I just had a great time out there. Yeah, Roger shedding love on the boonies here on Weston Walker Sports Radio ninety two seven WFNZ. All right, Roger, I, we talked about this last week when you said you would come on like how many questions we had for you unfortunately that's not how radio works we can keep you for about a segment and that's about it we have rapid fire don't want to put the pressure on you but we have rapid fire going back and forth with a few questions we're going to hurl your way we're going to start with this one favorite real animal mascot interaction Ooh, um i'm i'm not being I'm, I'm not catering, but I, I accidentally bumped my head into the horn of, of Ramsey's, the UMC Ram, and I felt like that that's very much what they're meant to do. They're meant to bump their, mm. their horns into you. So, so. <laughs> you got it right. What you got, Wes? What's the nicest fan base and the most temperamental fan base that you dealt with? Ooh, nicest fan base. Everyone just wanted to have me, like, like, at, to, to to show me that, that what they were doing was good, like that's that's a real battle to win. I'll say most temperamental. I'm going with Ohio State. Ohio State. The people there were. I saw them win a game over Penn State, at, and they were ranked number one at the time. And I thought they would be happy, and they were still somehow also mad. <laughs> <laughs> they were like they didn't win by enough, you know. I can't imagine that helps your dislike of Brutus anymore. The fact that they were also the most temperamental fan base. Mm, yeah. Um Last, uh, and we got a few more here, Roger. Best food you ate on a campus, and where did it come from? Best food, am I? I'm, so I keep going back to the the state fair of Texas. That that technically isn't a campus, so I'm I'm opting out of the question. But Oklahoma, <laughs> Texas, this this oh, best food on a campus, LSU. Sorry, ding ding ding. LSU is the answer. LSU wins by a mile. They have flavors that didn't know existed in Louisiana. Oh man, what's the best <laughs> article of clothing that you purchased along the way? Best article of clothing. Um, most of uh, the, the I, I uh, picked up a University of Wyoming foam Cowboys hat that was probably three feet in diameter, and I wore that throughout a game. And I felt extremely. Uh, <laughs> everyone else had real cowboy hats, and I had a three foot foam cowboy hat, and they treated me exactly the same as. As if I was wearing a cowboy hat. Hmm. And my sister went to Wyoming. They they have fun in Laramie. They have a lot of fun. <laughs> um, the game you could not make it to that you so badly wish you could have. That, that you know, I think I'm going to have to go back and see uh, a game at Alabama or Ohio State, Michigan. Those feel like too too like the fact that I couldn't see those feels like I I messed up on the trip. All right, last one we got. Most famous player or person that you met along the way? <laughs> Most famous player or person besides all the math. Do the math, does the Pop-Tart count? I feel like he's he's the most famous. 
he was the most famous person <laughs> in America. We're going with the Pop Tart mascot. I mean, it it, it counts. He certainly yeah, was for about right. three days. Yeah. There was the meme that was you know the Pop Tart in full, and then the cream filling or the fruit filling Pop Tart that was only revealing one eyeball. I think that's a safe answer. That's Roger <laughs> Sherman know, here he's on dead, the. But he'll never die. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I love the Pop-Tart, man. That's Roger Sherman, Body Works Plus guest hotline. Awesome stuff here. The man behind Road Rodge. Again, go check him out. Go follow him on tri- uh, Twitter, at Roger, with a D, R-O-D-G-E-R. And you can also see the link that takes you to a bunch of different content. Roger, where can everybody go catch some of your content and read up on your college football road trip? Um, that's where that's that's pretty much the correct answer at Roger R O D G E R and uh, I'm figuring out uh, what I'm gonna do next and where I'm gonna put all my videos and stuff. So we'll be looking you go forward. There, to you'll it. see stuff about the road trip. Oh yeah, man, awesome stuff. Can't wait to see what kind of content you're putting out there along the way. We appreciate the time, Roger. Go get some rest. Thanks for having me. All right, awesome stuff, man. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We have the live wire, a shortened edition. Maybe we can recap some of the fun stuff that Roger Sherman had to share on his college football road trip. Right here on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Thanks to Roger Sherman hopping on with us. We're going to put that interview on the website, WFNZ.com. Click the Wes and Walker tab, and you can listen to it wherever you get your podcast. I'm subscribed on Apple Podcasts. You can do it that way, or you can subscribe to Wes and Walker on Spotify, wherever you get your pods. But plenty of places to choose from, and then you can listen to all of our interviews. Joe Person, that one's doing a lot of numbers because, of course, he joined us last week in what is a big time to be trying to figure out what's going to happen with the Carolina Panthers at this point. And speaking of Joe Person, had a tweet just a couple of minutes ago saying Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson scheduled to have a virtual interview with the Panthers on Friday. So Ben Johnson interviewing with Carolina on Friday. Remember, it can only be a virtual interview as long as Detroit is still in the postseason. So don't worry about it not being in person. He's a little busy at the moment with Detroit. Got a whole city on his back. We'll see if he puts this city on his back if he takes this job. But at least there's going to be an interview. You think they tell him he's their guy off the rip? Just be like, listen, man, we want you. You're our number one target. I saw the jokes about Bill Belichick interviewing with Atlanta. And there were the jokes about Bill Belichick's interviewing Atlanta rather than the other way around. Might be the same way here. Ben Johnson might be interviewing David Tepper. Do I get to do this? How much money are you giving me? I need more. I want to (laughs) choose who I'm hiring. Don't give me Thomas Brown as my OC. I get to decide who my offensive coordinator is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you imagine David Tepper being like that? Yeah. Ain't no way he's submissive like that. 
he can't if, if ben johnson tried to have any power even if he wants ben johnson so bad he's like i'll oh, screw this guy we're going yeah. somewhere else <laughs> yeah i could see that too or i could see him doing a little bait and switch telling him whatever he wants to tell him until for he sure. gets here for sure that's also that's probably the correct way to mm-hmm. think about it all right let's talk more panthers with a panther centric live wire edition with fitting live wires on the team connect get respect for their realness i know you feel this Ben Johnson will also interview for the commander's vacancy on Friday as well. So not just Carolina he'll meet with on Friday. Double booked, huh? He will meet with Washington. And speaking of Ben Johnson, Steve Smith yesterday joined the Kyle Bailey show as he does every Monday during football season. And he said you can't just offer him all the money you want with him being your most coveted uh, head coaching target. A guy like Ben Johnson, with all these job openings, is going to be hard to just throw money at someone if the roster is not up to standard. Walker, you've, you've said you're pretty comfortable paying an unproven head coach $15 million if that's what it takes for him to take the job. Um, hearing Steve Smith say that you can't do that, considering how coveted he's going to be by Carolina, Washington, Atlanta, etc. Well, how does that make you feel about money being maybe the factor that gets him to Carolina if he ultimately ends up the next head coach of the Panthers? Yeah, I, you. this really stuck with you. Yes. <laughs> like, And it seems like the thing you keep going back to is that money is the driver. Well, if we are trying to say that Carolina is the least attractive vacancy of all of these coaching vacancies, then, yeah, you're probably going to have to put a sweetener on somebody accepting this team, right? If it's the money, then pay the money. If it's the least attractive job and you want to go get the guy that everybody else is fighting for, then, yeah, you're going to have to do something that brings you onto the same level of the Chargers because you don't have Justin Herbert. You want to bring something to the same level of having the second overall pick in the draft like the commanders do. Like You're going to have to try to be creative in order to get on that same playing field. And David Tepper is rich and richer than a lot of the other owners in the NFL. So that's how he's going to have to try to even this thing. But yeah, I don't find any problem with you paying enough money to get the guy that you think is the best man for the job with him having options. If that's what it takes, then fine. Go ahead and give him a lot of dough. Well, it depends on what he values, because I also think you're going to have to want to have a coach that's going to have an amazing ego and not an ego that's going to eat him up as far as it just being suffocating, but a guy that really feels like he can come in and fix this situation. Other than that, though, if he values quality of living, which Charlotte's a great place, no doubt there, but quality of living as far as his work environment every day, what he's going to have to come in and deal with, how much he's going to have to fix, because if I'm comparing that to the Los Angeles Chargers, and yeah, I've talked about some of those pieces have aged and things of that nature, but you got a franchise quarterback already in place. Then when you talk about the money, all right, well, if David Tepper is going to pay me three, four million more than somebody else, but I won't be here but a year and a half to two years. So whereas if I go to a place that I can win and I'm going to get multiple contracts there because I'm going to win a lot of football games, then I'm going to make more money over the long haul anyway. And I'd rather be in a place to where I'm going to have more success or so the money can factor in. But if I've got an opportunity to go to a place where I'm going to be able to win uh, pretty quickly and where it's not going to take a whole lot of uh, upgrades to do so, I'm going to go there because I'm going to make more money because if I'm believing in myself, I'm going to win more games, which is going to give me a second and maybe a third contract with a team. Not only did Steve Smith join KB yesterday, 
So did Jake DeLome, the former quarterback of the Panthers, and he said he expects Carolina to spend in free agency at the offensive line and wide receiver positions. Well, I think you're going to get both, in my opinion. I mean, I think we're going to – there's some holes on this roster. I, I don't think there's any doubt. So I think you're going to you're going to get both. And uh, and listen, you're as a quarterback, you always want extra offensive linemen and you want extra wide receivers. That's just – you're always going to want that. That's just the way of the world. But I know I'm pretty partial to offensive linemen. There's something about having those guys uh, up front, and especially if they can stay, stay healthy, get those guys up front because that can generate a running game. And if, if you can really generate a positive running game, then you can have the true play action and movement passes. Wes, we saw Carolina make good acquisitions in free agency up front with Bradley Bozeman and Austin Corbett two off seasons ago. How hard is it to find good offensive linemen in free agency as opposed to drafting them? Well, we had the guest on um, from PFF. Uh, what was Sam Monson. Yeah, Sam Monson, and he talked about that this was a rather disappointing uh, offensive line free agent class, so that doesn't bode well. But what you've got to be able to do is really to go in there and find those diamonds in the rough, guys who uh, aren't necessarily household names, so to speak, but you feel like if you put them in your system that they can be productive because for the Panthers, that's really what you're looking for in the offensive line at this point. You're not necessarily looking for all-timers, but you're looking for guys that can be upgrades to what you already have, and I think that's going to be available. And you don't have to necessarily sign these guys to long-term contracts, but there are a couple of guys I'm sure that you could pinpoint that's going to be better than what you have. And then in the draft, you got to hope that you uh, are able to find a couple of guys, and who knows from the undrafted route or from the draft uh, if you're going to be able to find some guys that can help you out. But, yeah, I mean, it's obviously of the utmost importance. And the Panthers, with the free agency pool not being as vast, they're going to have to really dial in to their scouting prowess and find some guys that are going to come in and help out. The fact is they need both pretty desperately. Right. Both units were really bad last year. And the best out of all of them was probably Taylor Moten offensive line, Adam Thielen wide receiver. Other than that, everybody else was massively disappointing. Mingo didn't give you a ton. DJ Chark didn't give you anything. The rest of the offensive line was disappointing all across the board. So you had one piece in each of those units and you're not going to survive if there's only one player where you have four or five that you would like to get into the rotation or even just flat out starting. It does remind me though, when Jake is telling you that he was always a little more partial to the offensive line, you go back to that 03 team and some of the teams that were successful in the postseason, you start to realize just how talented Carolina was, man. That offensive line was good. Jordan Gross being the franchise left tackle that he was, having Travell Wharton in there, good offensive line. Moose and Steve on the outside. Jake told you he liked the running game. I'll always remember the ridiculous amount of yards that Steven Davis was running for. Oh, yeah, yeah and then Deshaun Foster was the second best running back on your team. Talented team. Sack. Yeah, and Jake DeLome did exactly what you needed him to do with that kind of roster. Got him to the Super Bowl and then eventually fell short, of course, to New England. But, man, what a talented roster it was. And it was a long time ago. Yeah, that team was loaded. Reason it was 20 years ago. That'll do it for a Panther-centric version of the Live Wire. Let's talk ACC hoops on the other side and maybe get some more Panthers takes with Lauren Brownlow hopping on with us to start the 2 o'clock hour. It's Sports Radio. 